Hello. I'm jumping on the microphone at 7 a.m. I've been up for a few hours. Um, I'm normally kind of an early riser, but uh, this morning was an extra early morning because I took our oldest son to the airport to join members of his class to go on his uh, sort of senior trip to Italy. So um, super excited for him to go off on this huge adventure with his peers and a group of teachers and go learning and exploring and I'm sure have some, you know... <laughs> tricky moments navigating the big world kind of by himself or at least without a parent looking over his shoulder. Our kiddo is doing lots of big kid slash young adult things right now. We've been visiting college campuses this fall and starting to make, you know, some plans and dreams and apply for some things that are part of his developing into his own adult self. So I thought on the podcast today, I might talk a little bit about the college decision. And the reason that I'm talking about it is because, you know, as an entrepreneur, a lot of people will ask me things like, do you really think college is worth it? Like, can't you get so much of that learning in other ways? And isn't that time sometimes better spent, you know, developing a business or doing something different? that helps a child or helps a young person sort of grow into who they're going to be. So I wanted to address that question. And even if you aren't in the place where you are thinking about college for your children or you're not parenting, I'm hoping that there'll be some helpful maybe thoughts in this episode around the the nature of learning and education and how we make individualized decisions for ourselves and for the people that we love that really consider who they are and what they need. So tune in. Hopefully it's helpful. It's something I've been thinking a lot about and I'm happy to share with you. I'm also sandwiching this podcast recording between the trip to the airport to drop him off and then I'm returning to the airport in about two hours to fly to New York to help with a documentary about innovations in mental health care. And then I fly from New York to Colorado to do a TEDx talk this weekend in Breckenridge. So um, lots is moving and shaking in our household. And I look forward to sharing the TEDx Breckenridge talk with y'all here soon when it gets released. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. When our oldest son was a little baby, he had big brown eyes and huge fat cheeks and absolutely no hair, and he was the most gorgeous baby in the history of all babies ever. Clearly, I'm not biased. But, um, you know, as new parents do, Rob and I would sort of sit around with our little bundle of screaming joy and think about what his future might be. And at that point in my life, 
I had recently, or I was in the midst of a fellowship as a researcher at Yale. And so I had come from public school, public university, and was now, you know, in the Ivy League. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like a whole new world. And was really, I guess, kind of enamored with all of the resources and network and connectivity that became kind of instantly available once you had an attachment to an institution like that. And at the same time that I was doing that, my husband, Rob, was making the transition from more typical employment, working as a contractor, to starting his own businesses. It was sort of the birthplace of entrepreneurship. For those of you who know a little bit of our family story know that all of our big entrepreneurial jumps have aligned with our family's change and growth. So when we had our first son is when Rob really made the shift. When we had our second son is when Rob like never went back to any kind of formal employment at all. And shortly thereafter, I followed him into the trenches of entrepreneurship because we loved the flexibility that it provided for our family. So we've got this sweet, beautiful little baby. And I'm of course dreaming like, oh, you're going to, you're going to go to Harvard. You're going to go to Yale. You're going to be this like brilliant little academician, just like your mama. And then we've got Rob on the other side thinking, oh no, like you're going to go for the Teal Fellowship or you're going to start a company when you're, you know, 17, blah, blah, blah. Of course, our son has not really taken either of those paths. He's his own person and has gone his own way in lots of parts of his life, which we are thrilled about who he is and who he's becoming. But we are at the end of the well-charted path for education. Not that we've ever followed the charted path, mind you, but that's the subject of a different podcast. But he is ready to finish high school. And so this question of college and is it worth it? Is it helpful? Is it what most serves him is absolutely front and center in the conversations in our house. And I think for us as entrepreneurs, we don't have the same sort of assumption that college is a necessary stepping stone to a meaningful and fulfilling professional life. I can't tell you how many multimillionaires I know who either didn't finish high school or didn't go to college or maybe started but didn't finish. Many of the people who we know in our lives who are our friends and colleagues are just incredibly phenomenally successful and they did not follow the traditional educational path. So it's not a given in our minds. I'll also say that, you know, we feel quite concerned about the level of debt that, you know, many kids have as they leave college. And just that question of like, is this worth the investment? Is the ROI there for this use of time, energy and resources? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, If you get the Zen Founder newsletter, you probably saw a newsletter come through your inbox this week around this sort of decision. And I think the, the starting place that's really important to remember, especially for we really involved and conscientious parents, is that first and foremost, this is your child's decision. It is their first major adult decision. 
And we really need as parents to take our cues from them, to listen to what they're thinking, where their leaning is, and to really be very curious and open-minded and open-hearted around what their longings are for their own path at this point. Of course, we provide guidance. Of course, we weigh in. Of course, we ask questions. Of course, we say what our concerns are and what our excitements are. You know, we get to participate, but I think sometimes parents take on these kinds of decisions with a sort of an intensity as if they were their own and they're, they're just not. So if you have a child who's bound and determined to go in one direction, I think that is the starting point, right? That is the place where you, instead of saying, no, I thought you were going to do this other thing. I really want you to, you know, go to this kind of school or do this kind of path. The job of parents becomes to stop our agenda and to really listen and consider how we can pour just fuel on their flame and see how we support them. So that really is the first sort of step in this decision criteria is what's going on with your kid. If they don't want to go to college, do they have a clear entrepreneurial idea? Do they have a skill set that supports that idea? Have they been learning to code? Have they been, you know, hustling to run a little side website building business while they're in high school? Do they seem to have a drive and a set of skills or at least the the little buds of growth for those skills that could support that kind of a business venture? And say they you know, they have an entrepreneurial aspiration. Maybe they have a field or an idea or a thing that they're working on. I think the next question is to really ask, what are the costs of waiting? So if they were to defer giving their full attention to the development of a business and instead go to college, maybe they do it a little bit on the side. Does that cost them something? Is their idea, you know, time sensitive? Is it important that it starts now Or is it something that can be developed over time without much risk to the idea, without the loss of the opportunity? I think it's also important to kind of do the financial math on these two decisions. I think it's easy to really get sticker shock at the cost of college. And I am really aware of that these days. For example, the total cost of attendance at a private university in the U.S., is around $55,000 a year. So that's a chunk of change. Also, though, we have to keep in mind that starting a business is expensive too. It's not like day one, they're starting to make revenue. So I think both are an investment. Both are an investment of time. Both are an investment of money. And so doing that math and doing a little bit of a comparison, I think can be helpful if there is like a, a decision that needs to be made between two paths. And then stepping back from the kind of business mindset of this question, obviously, is the consideration around who your kid is and what skills or resources they most need to develop to become a full, healthy, well-rounded adult. And here, these are things like social and emotional development autonomy, organization, those executive function tasks that kids begin to work on in high school, but not all of us are fully cooked by that. You know, For many, many people, our brains continue to develop well into our early 20s, especially for males. The brain development is a little slower. So does college provide 
a structured, semi-safe kind of space for which some of that development to continue to happen? And is that worth the time and energy in order to help create the internal structures that could support a successful business later on? You know, my, my husband, Rob, is one of these people who was kind of running businesses starting in junior high. He always had kind of a side hustle, whether it was selling candy to his classmates on the Washington, D.C. eighth grade trip or whether it was buying and selling comics or he sort of invented this thing called the hanger helper that he wanted to get a patent for and put into production when he was like 15. So... He's always been a little bit of a, of a hustler and he did go to college and has two engineering degrees. So it's not that he um, slacked off, but in retrospect, he's probably one that really didn't need to go. He's absolutely a self learner, like self-taught coder has really accumulated or acquired all of his business acumen and all of his technical knowledge by learning independently. But he's one of those humans who has the drive in the organization to do that. Very self-disciplined, very, very curious, and will just sit for hours and learn a thing until he understands it well. Many brains aren't built like that and many brains aren't yet developed with that kind of focus and determination until, again, the prefrontal cortex is fully developed. So our 15-year-old, 16-year-old could not do that. Like, needs a little bit of structure in how to learn. And that I think is an important determinant in thinking about this decision is how does someone learn and what kind of support and structure do they need? Are they absolutely ready to just independently jump in and learn the things they need in order to run a successful business? Or do they need some structured mentoring path where there is a human or set of humans who are helping them along and providing access and guidance around what kind of knowledge could be most useful to them. I, on the other hand, really do well in a collective learning environment. I learn well alongside others. I learn well in dialogue. I like kind of argument of ideas. I also don't really love deeply technical work. Even when I was doing more technical work, more statistics and using statistical software as a researcher, I best learned by someone explaining it to me, showing me, and then implementing it myself rather than reading it from a manual or like watching a YouTube video. So I think considering those learning styles is really important too. So we could turn this question over and over in lots of ways, but the bottom line is that it comes down to the most annoying psychologist answer ever, which is that the question around should a kid go to college is it depends. It depends on who that kid is. It depends on what that kid wants. And it depends on the resources that are available to help support one path or the other. For us, it looks like our kiddo will be going the college route. I would not be at all surprised if he became an entrepreneur or started a business at some point in his life. But at this point, he's not quite ready to take all of that on. And he is one who I think will benefit from some extra time to really be in relationships, to 
kind of work on his social and emotional development and on his executive functioning and his ability to really organize himself and chase knowledge and develop it in the way that he wants to. He started kindergarten at five, which is normal in California, but it's a little bit young in Minnesota where we now live. And then at some point in his educational path, he skipped a grade. So he's about two years younger than many of his peers. So I think it's helpful to him to have a little bit of extra time because he didn't have a super typical high school experience. Given his young age, I thought he would probably live at home for the first couple of years of college and, you know, just sort of do the educational and relational piece, but stay at home and help us sort of have us help him kind of structure his life a little bit. But now that we're looking at schools, he really likes these small liberal arts campuses where the vast majority of kids live on campus. So it's possible that, uh, you know, he'll be off and living in a dormitory by this time next year. Reflecting on, you know, my life as his mother and on the the many families that I have interacted with over the years, I think the one thing that I wish to infuse into many parents' lives is a little bit more ease around the pressure that many people feel to help their child have the best path. When we take on the responsibility of parenting, we really want to do a good job. And it's not always very clear what doing a good job looks like for us and for our particular child. And so the freedom to not worry so much about what other families are doing or what is traditionally defined as most successful, a la the Ivy Leagues or some of these prestigious academic paths, Those are not the best choice for many, many, many kids. And when we free ourselves from the pressure of it needs to be this way or that way, you know, of course they need to start a business by the time they're 17, or of course they need to go to this kind of school. When we set that aside and just look at our kid and who they are and what makes them thrive, what gets them excited, what makes them tick, And also what their weaknesses are, what they need to learn and how they need to grow and develop. That's where we make these kinds of decisions. And hopefully that's where we parent all the time, not from this external view of what should be, but from an internal depth of who the person in front of us is and how we can stand in to help them thrive and help them be the best version of themselves. At its core, entrepreneurship is stepping away from the well-trodden paths that someone else offers us. And it's assuming the responsibility to write our own path and to consider for ourselves what we most want and what we find most interesting and most meaningful. And I think the college decisions flow from that same value. If this conversation is interesting to you, you can sign up for the Zen Founder newsletter at zenfounder.com or at sherrywalling.com. And um, I have been using that list about twice a month and they're, they're pretty short. They're not spammy or anything. So hopefully it's information or just at least ways of thinking that are helpful to you. I've also been, you know, up in my Instagram game. So if you're on Instagram and you like tidbits about mental health and about entrepreneurship and don't mind um, some inter sprinkling of circus videos, then I'd love to connect with you on Instagram as well. Take good care. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.